Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Look out. It's only films to be buried with. Hello and welcome to Films to be Buried with. My name is Brett Goldstein. I am a comedian, an actor, a writer, a director, a flower, and I love films. As Mark Twain once said, if you tell the truth... You never have to remember anything. And the truth is, I don't think I understood the full plot of North by Northwest. I'm sorry, there, I've said it. Well, who knew Mark Twain had struggled with a very basic Hitchcock plot? Good luck to him for finally opening up about it. Every week, I invite a special guest over. I tell them they've died, then I get them to discuss their life through the films that meant the most to them. Previous guests include Jamila Jamil, January Jones, Ricky Gervais, and even Ed Applegantini. But this week, my special guest is comedian, writer, and Instagrammer, Mr. Adam Hess. Announcement! February 26th. At the Islington Town Hall, I will be doing a big live podcast with everyone's favourite man off the telly, Mr Tom Allen. Get your tickets on the Dice app. It will be amazing. If you do enjoy this podcast and you want to support it and get more content, come and join me over at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein, where you get extra guest questions for most episodes. You get recommendations, you get all sorts of stuff, but you also get a secret from the guest. I tell all the guests to share a secret that they've never told anyone, but they will only tell the patrons and then everyone keeps it a secret. And this week's secret is a cracker. Don't miss Adam's secret over at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein. So, Adam Hess is a brilliant, award-winning and or nominated comedian, and he's a writer, and he's an actor. He's the lot. He's proper funny, and if you've not seen him live, I believe he's on tour very soon, if not now, and just, I mean, Google him, you can work it out, but he is brilliant, and he was so brilliant on this episode. He was so insightful and interesting and funny, and I'm very grateful for him for doing the podcast. So that is it for now. I very much hope you enjoy episode 83 of Films to be Buried With. Hi everyone. Oh, sorry, no. no, just I thought no, I thought no, I sorry, you go. You go first. Right, Hello go. and welcome to Films to be Buried with. <laughs> it is I, Brett Goldstein, and I'm joined today by a writer, an actor, a comedian, and most of all, an Instagram influencer <laughs> and a huge content provider oh, wow. giving us at least 
20 bangers a day. Please, <laughs> welcome to the show, the brilliant Mr. Adam Hess. Thanks for coming, Brett. Always a pleasure to see you. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being here. <laughs> How are you doing, man? You all right? I'm all right. Thank you for coming. Um, um, you good? Yeah, I'm all right. Thank you. How are you? I'm all right. Uh, weird about the layout of the room. You, you've you like to you've repeatedly it? told me that you're going to sit... You're on your swivel chair, sitting mm-hmm. above me. I'm on a sofa, and you repeatedly use the phrase "like your psychiatrist." Yes, which like I, like you've said it too much for me to think I, that's not. <laughs> this isn't an intervention, or like I've been tricked again. I did ask you to lie down on the couch, and not you don't have to make eye contact. Yeah, no, I'm cold now. I don't know. Yeah, what, yeah. but um, no, it's all good. You've turned out. You've turned the heating up for some reason. Yeah, I, I'm happy to be here. Happy to discuss. Listen, don't fight the process. <laughs> Just oh. let it let it happen, Adam. All right. Don't be afraid. Tell me about your childhood. No, I'm so fine. here you are. You're a, an award-winning comedian. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> you're a... I mean, I'll say this. Really, your most impressive thing is that you put about 20 jokes up on Instagram a day. Okay. You're just burning them. Burning them out. Burning? How, you're suggesting it, there's... You're su- I mean, go on. Well, I'm just like, your output is is tremendous. Okay. And so many bangers a day. And I'm like, where <laughs> are they you. going? They're just going. Just uh, into the... People internet. get enjoyment out of them. Then it's not burning. So they go in the set. The set? Oh, of stand-up? No. Yeah. No, no, no. There's not very few places... In a stand-up comedy set to just whip out the sentence, whatever nonsense. I don't know what content is on my belly buttons on my back. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Um, I, no, I, I, I really, I try to, I separate them. I, t- right. I tend to separate them. I think like stand-up Instagram groups, jokes, and stuff. Well, I jokes. think uh, the way you consume a joke when you see it written down, mm-hmm. uh, which is how I do stuff, like on internet. It's a very different reaction to if you're just hearing. Like, it's if you're doing stand-up, a lot of it's part of like. You're tricking the audience, or there's a, there's a sort of a, an agreement that you're pretending that you're having a discussion with the audience, and you're just saying, "This happened to me the other day." This, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This, you're kind of pretending you're just actually communicating with them. Whereas, when what are you actually doing? If that's what oh, you're dude, I mean, you often so you have to some it's more stories and stuff like that on stage, yeah. and whereas the internet, people have a far shorter attention span. So sometimes just back jokes, as you say. And I find audiences, uh, they feel the facade is broken if they realise you're telling them a joke. Yeah, they fucking hate it. It it depends how you present it, but normally they like... Because for jokes, uh, like, reality needs to not be there. Like, oh, an elephant walked into a bar and we have to go, wait, stop it, (laughs) shut up! Because I... Whereas, like sort of a joke book or a cracker, a written form thing, yeah. internet thing, whatever, you can just suspend disbelief, this is a joke. Whereas, yeah, stand-up, that's why all the, the tropes of stand-up are, so I'm on my way over here, because yeah. you're trying to like put it in the real world for everyone. I had a, a bit, like a story in my stand-up, and it would go really well, but there was a line in it that mm. was a joke, that was definitely a joke, that I wasn't hiding was a joke, but was like a clever, like, oh, this pays off into this yeah. if you put it like this. And, and I, d- I did it a few times and it would always get a groan. And I always yeah. want to go, what the fuck happened? That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if it's just, and it's often... like they were so angry that suddenly there was a it's joke. It's funny. Yeah. How dare you? I was like, what do you think's been going on up yeah. to now? <laughs> it's so weird how like, I, I used to do a routine on stage about bowling. And uh, great, great, 
But it was it was a lovely bowling bit. But bowling bit, it was all about what was it like? How you can't get a good conversation going because you're always like. Uh, if you're on a date, like, oh, how you doing? You got any brothers or sisters? Sorry, I'm going bowling now. Goodbye. And you got to, all that sort of stuff. And just like how you try and like look when you're bowling, trying to look yeah. cool, whatever. And it was like a story. Yeah. And like it would always, it would go down okay. And then I, there was two thing, sentences I would try and put in. One of which was how I feel weird about the fact I know I'm never going to touch a bowling pin. Like, <laughs> we're not. No one's going to touch one. Yeah, like, why would you? Now, that is a joke about bowling, clearly, but the audience would never, ever laugh because they were like, you weren't, you're not actually concerned about that. <laughs> of course you're not. You're a normal guy. I, you, you led yeah. us to believe you're a normal guy over the last 40 minutes or so. No, certainly. But that, just, it was an incongruent... Yeah, it's like, oh, sorry, the, the, where's the guy from before? Like, Having heard you say that, I don't think well, the pro- that's the problem. I think the reason they're not laughing is because, like me, they are now thinking... Fuck, I want to touch a bowling ball. Mate, pin. a valid point. So, I now really want to touch a bowling ball. So, I mean, there are some things I say, say on stage that I arrogantly think sometimes the reason they're not laughing is, are you thinking? Sure, you're yeah. given. Like, so I recently used to, <laughs> I find this so funny. I would used to ask audiences, I, I would say about myself, I'm, I'm weirded out by the fact that I don't know what the lowest number is that I've never said. <laughs> now, that is in my, I'm like, oh, I don't, what is it? Like a hundred and, 87 have I I don't know what number of but the audience would just I could just see them like their eyes would start yeah, getting thinking. weird and probably just thinking god when's this guy over <laughs> but um like I I used to say um frequently on stage I can't imagine the queen with wet hair mm. and that would often some people would just think about it think trying and it, they wouldn't laugh and it was like yeah. but it's um it's a, it's a funny thing yeah, the difference between what I would put on the internet as jokes, and you say burning them, it's just that's just bringing joy all day. To well, people. yeah, but it's it's um it's narcissism in a way. Or just, <laughs> no, it's like look at me, everyone look at yeah. me, and lots of other people have things to show off. And I'm like, oh, this is the way that I've been used to making people look at me since mm. I was a kid. Oh, I've got a funny opinion about Branson Pickle. Do you? Do you? Yes, I do. <laughs> you check out my Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Do Do you um. How many, on average, stats-wise, in your stand-up, how much of the stories you tell are true versus how much are completely Low. made up? Well, it's, it's all true in a way in that, like, it's largely like observational. St- Recently, I've started to do observational stuff. Not in, like, a McIntyre way, but just, like, st- very relatable stuff. <laughs> and it is all real. Yeah. But not in the order that... So yeah. there could be, I don't know, I don't know how many observ- jokes there would be. But they all these are all things that have happened to me. But if I just told you... The tr- for the, so, for example, uh, I did a story in a, my last like Edinburgh show about, um, about an occasion I went to the toilet. There was no lock on the door. Yeah. And so I was having to hold it. Yeah. Bloke comes and I say the thing you always have to say, which is... You know what it is? Someone Someone in here. Someone's in here. Yeah. And I just discuss why someone's in here and not I'm in here. <laughs> so you want to trick them into thinking might not be you, that sort of thing. <laughs> and I just talk about the sort of what happened then in the in the, in the bathroom mm-hmm. afterwards with me and the guy, just like the sort of glance we look, what he looked like, that sort of thing. And then some more, something else about what happened then in the bar afterwards. But it's like that was nineteen different things that happened to me. Yeah. But it's, it's but all more palatable story. to an audience to say, saying, one day this happened. Yeah. And so lots of my shows are about a thing that happened over the course of two days. 
and it's a lot compressed into an hour. It, yeah, you've got to pretend it happened. Like you can't say like these fifty-eight occasions I went out, I left yeah. the house, and it, but it's like I some of them are just complete barefaced lies. Like yeah, like I <laughs> I did a bit about how years ago I did a bit about how um I got a hickey when I was sixteen, and my mum didn't know what it was, so she took me to the doctor. <laughs> Not true at all. I just thought it'd be quite funny. It's funny. But it'd be odd if a comedian said, imagine if. Yeah. So I just said that. But I, I've not... Up to, oh, that was years ago I said that. But like... Um, it's also weird how audiences hate to find out something isn't true. It, de- it depends what they want to be true and what they don't. Mm. So when uh, Noel Fielding or yeah. is doing a joke about uh, a, a donkey who arrested him for being too tall or whatever, yeah. that isn't... <laughs> He never did that. He never did that. But whatever. No, no one will be angry if they found that was true. But even I find myself like watching comedians and then being devastated about yeah. it. Oh, I'm and, completely. And I have yet to work out what the rule is for when it needs to be true for it to be mm. funny or for it to not be. I think it's, uh, if I may, I think it's to do with emotion. I think if the story or the bit they're telling is emotional, it has some emotion, whether it's anger or sadness or, or we feel sorry for them or whatever. Sure. I think if we find out that was a lie, we feel, you fucking cheated me, I had emotions there. Well, yeah, Whereas that... if it's just sort of silly, it was a silly thing that happened, we laughed, it's like, okay, fine. Well, I think that could be an extreme... That's definitely true. But if, if someone said they shat themselves yeah, the, yeah. T- an hour ago, you'd laugh. Yeah. If your mate told you that, you'd laugh. And it. if they explained how it happened or whatever, they order, and you're laughing. Yeah. If you then find out, no, I've made that up. Like, you'd be like, sorry, you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> you're, stu- Why? you're stupid. You're a stupid person. <laughs> and you go, well, nothing you said is funny now. Like, that, none of that mm. counts as humour. Like, I try to work out, similarly with my stuff, people will say, oh, that, is that true, is that true? And I just say yes to most people. Yeah. But you're my therapist today, yeah. obviously. <laughs> I've got to be honest with you. Yeah. I uh, I <laughs> don't know. I'm trying to think about my last. The worst is when stuff is true, and you've got to pretend it's not, because yeah. like, ah, uh, like because it's inspired by your best, or like you're by your best friend or your girlfriend or something like that, and you go, oh, don't you hate yeah, it when? Yeah. I think in the same way, but with regard to like truth in comedy, in, in the same reason, like. Into the wild, I liked so much more knowing it's true. Yeah. And I don't know how I'd have reacted to that film if I was told, oh, the bloke made it up. And well, and I'm like, I always think about Manchester by the Sea, which oh, yeah. is an incredibly sad, sad, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. sad, moving film. And then when you think, he made that up. <laughs> I think, <laughs> yeah. I think, why? Well, it's like, um, <laughs> why did you make that up? You know what I, what I find funny about films? When they're made up, which is obviously all films. Yeah. When they then, so let's say Magnolia, mm-hmm. yeah, or Pulp Fiction. Yeah. When people say, and it all came together. So it's so clever. It's like, yeah. we well, faked it. Like, yeah. they didn't, like, you can make anything fit together. You can write eight stories and say, and they're all cousins. Like, it doesn't, <laughs> it's not clever now. Sure, they're both clever films, but people, it's like, what is it, Mag? Yeah, the, the, what are the odds of that? And it's like, 100%. 100%. was <laughs> scripted. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. I, I don't know if I'm clear, like, obviously everything's made up and that's good, but I, when something's real, we all, that's why, like, the Coen brothers, mm-hmm. When they say at the beginning of Fargo, this is real. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, they're naughty. 
Naughty boy. Naughty boy. It's like they're doing a Blair Witch on us. Yeah. They're doing a Blair Witch on us. Like, this is all real. Yeah. So mate, you, you react so differently to it. Like Fargo. Actually, I, I, hate, I, I, I hated that, that I thought Fargo was real. As in, it made me not like Fargo because the fact that I thought it was true, I was like, well, this film's really sick. Like, these people died and these things oh, happened. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that how you... I, I watched it like... This is cruel. You've made this film about these poor people. And yeah, then when yeah. I found out it wasn't real, I was like, oh, it's a much more fun... Wait, so yeah, so if a film is sad, yeah. you, you're just, you can't enjoy it because you're like... No, as in, as in because Fargo's sort of a comedy about people being put in wood oh, chippers okay, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and ki- f- but terrible kidnappings and people being hurt. I like and, to say terrible kidnappings. Well, as, as in fail... To... You know, oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. And like lots of people being hurt and like it's sort of laughing at these stupid Valid people who, point. Who, who get hurt. And I was like, this, this is real, then you're really cruel about these people's lives. But That's, then I was like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. it's fun. It was fake. So... How would you feel about a funny war film? Bearing in mind, it's it's true in a way. There was a war. <laughs> to, to entirely, entirely different context and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, producers yeah. is amazing. I, I just it's uh it's funny what power like it has to know its the truth has. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think like there's a couple of especially when it's a more emotional bit. I never reveal too much on stage. I don't think I'm talented enough. To make sad stuff funny or serious right. stuff funny, um, I just oh, yeah, I think that's it. I'd like to pretend it's because I'm too broken to 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 hit, but I just but when something's true and people then question it, mm. you, you felt that's such an affront. However, I'm the one tricking them with the rest of yeah. it. Going, oh my, my granddad's got a fringe. No, he doesn't. <laughs> They're laughing. That, yeah. Okay, saying my granddad's got a fringe, yeah. which is something I've, I have said on stage yeah, before. Yeah. By the way, cannot stress enough how aware I am that audience, people listening to this are going, what, how is that a joke? <laughs> 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 how is that a joke? Um, certain things, yeah. But I guess back to what we were saying about the films yeah. thing, it's so weird how the exact same moving images and sounds... Mm. Are affected you, by it, whether it's true or not. The, or yeah. at least in your head that it's, it's yeah. Oh, Adam. Oh, Adam. I've forgotten to tell you something. Oh, no. Oh, shit. You okay? Oh, I, feel, oh, I feel bad, actually. You're Adam. sweating. I feel bad. I, I should have said this to you when you came come all this yeah, way. Yeah, it's not bad news, is it? Oh, I don't know how you... Oh, it, listen, on, it's all... Bad news is, is oh, all in the state then. of mind of the person getting it, I suppose. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm in a great mood. I'm sure nothing can bring me down. <laughs> not to worry. Uh, Hit me with it. I look at it in your eyes. You look happy. What should is I just, it? Should I just say? I'll just say. You it. got me a cake. No, I ain't got your cake. And perhaps I should have made this easier. But um, I'll just I'll say it. Uh, you, you've died. You've oh, died. What? Yeah. What? Boy, Diana. I've done a dead. You're done a dead. Oh my gosh. Sorry. Why? You tell me. How did you die? Come to think of it. Yeah. I, I, oh, I think I do remember. I was. Driving earlier, yeah, and then I hit a um, bowl, 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 bog, bog. I hit a bog. You hit a bog. Yeah. What and sank? No, it, but I hit it so quickly. Yeah. Uh, I flew through the windscreen, like mm. instantly. Rigor mortis sets in. Yeah. I'm flying through the air like a javelin. Yeah. Land in the floor like a javelin, and uh, in the bog. Did you land in the boat? I landed uh, on uh, on a golf course 
Wow. Um, but in the bunker. So it wasn't even a graceful ending. So I, I, I'm, I'm there now, I guess. So you're stuck out of the bunker like a flag, like a flag in a gun. At a 45 degree angle. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, and... Uh, totally. But so, so as you my, came out of Lisbon, you put your arms out in a diving position and came out straight as an arrow. Yeah, and the, the, the windscreen ripped all my clothes off. Right, so you're so naked. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I was flying through the air naked, yeah. landed, and... Uh, and it's it's uh, it's it's not the golf season at the moment, so no one's so no one's, no one's able to see it. I'm Long just, time yeah. you're there, yeah, yeah, freezing like a popsicle. But it, but it is um, sticking out. But it is bunker. hawk season, so hawks are oh, nesting, no. nesting. On are they me. pecking at your? It's just on my um, eyes, on my like... good foot. They're on my. They're really going for my good foot. That's right, about it. didn't know you had a bad foot. This no, sorry, no, I just I one of them really one good. Your one, of them is, one of them, is, I mean, you, you know, I mean, I'll show you like one, right. like, one of them. is like one of them. I can see from here. It's the, I like, you'll actually right look one. at them. You'll actually look at them. Oh, the right one is absolutely yeah. So I'm, it's oh, that's a shame to have died. That is a shame, isn't it? Do you worry about death? No, never, ever, ever. And I don't know if that's a problem, like it's denial, mm-hmm. but I just I can't imagine it. Yeah. So it's never been in my head. Like, I, it's so hard to be scared of it. I think, and I sometimes. I, I think the same way. I don't want to die. Yeah. I don't want to miss the next episode of a thing I'm currently watching. Mm-hmm. And also, like I've 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 got some savings. Not much, but I was like, oh, if I died, I could have just had a burger that day. Yeah. Could have had a go on the slide, an expensive slide. Yeah. So that'd be annoying to die, but it's never something that. Wait, if if someone said I'd put like a, a knife to my head and said, yeah. "Right, it's now," I'd be like, "I definitely don't." Okay, can but I just never... go on that expensive slide first? Yeah, quick, quickly, let me go down this. Yeah, I just um, I don't worry about it. I I think I never think about it. If I had reason, if I had reason to be confronted with it, I'd be horrified. But it's um, I think it's too hard to be. I find it too hard to be scared of something that I can't even begin to imagine. But that's probably it's probably because I'm. Absolutely petrified. I don't want to think about don't it. Don't want to look at it. Yeah, I so, yeah. So, so if you think of it, you just go, "Oh, that's something I don't need to well, think I, about." Maybe because I was brought up quite religious. Oh yeah. And so I think it was ingrained from the years zero. Mm-hmm. There wasn't even a day when I, I don't remember a day where I was told, "When you die, you go to heaven." Yeah. Which I don't believe in, but it's probably just impossible to get rid. Are you of no it. longer religious? No, 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 I don't. Um, when did that stop? The, uh, I remember when I was like ten. I was like, "Really, really, oh, really? really? That that?" So I remember like being a. I can remember asking my dad, "Like, why did all the magic happen ages ago?" Because well, it was so long ago. When we wasn't it happening now still. That's a great. And he was like, he's like, oh, "I don't know. Eat your, <laughs> eat your beans." And and I just. Wow. And so there was a couple of just holes in it, and obviously, and. Um, I then, when I was 12, mm-hmm. a vicar, that was doing a Q&A with a vicar. Right. And uh, at this point, I was like, I was at a point in my life where I was thinking, oh, maybe God doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. But I would never be able to, s- I would someone test myself or say, Adam, say in your brain the sentence, God doesn't exist. I want to go, no, because you'll hear it. Yeah. And I was never able to say that. But anyway, this vicar was asked, um, what's hell? And he went, I, he basically said, I've decided I don't choose to believe that bit. I've, I'm not cho- I've chosen that that bit, that thing's not true. This bit's true, this bit's true. And I was like, oh. So you can pick a mix. It's a pick and mix. 
Yeah, that's the way I looked at it. I, I just didn't... Yeah, I find it hard to um, work out what... But it, like I said, it's when you're taught stuff... Well, when you believe stuff from a certain age, you yeah. can't... Similarly, I... Stuff I've learned from the age of five or yeah. zero, I cannot not believe now. In the same way, I still think there's a different stomach for drinks. Right. Because that is for some reason what I thought when I was like four. I think Makes I heard... Sense. Yeah, I just heard the phrase... One for drinks, one for food. Yeah. One for drink, one for food, one for sorbet. Right, right. And I just thought... And I, now I can't get... I can't even imagine. If I have a, a, a tango that goes, <laughs> with, goes. The, with the fried eggs. Yeah. And also, but I... Um, so maybe that's why death isn't, isn't scary to me because I was always told... Yeah, you die, but it's then you just, you're basically just moving house. You've got so to have a when, better house. So when you stopped being religious, did you stop believing in an afterlife? Yeah. I just thought there's nothing. You thought there's nothing. So do you think yeah. that now? Well, I'm, more, I'm leaning more to the idea that we're in a simulation yeah. now. And it sounds so dumb, but like to, when you just, the first time you hear it. But then you think, well... It's not going to be long be- before we create simulations which have sentient beings in them. Yeah. And I'm agnostic about the idea that we could be... A, a simulation has become sentient. You know what I mean? That's that's not that's that not... controversial to say, is it? No, that I... we'll create, I, like, I, things, sims that think they're alive. Yeah. Within maybe 30 years or something. We, we, maybe we have. You think? I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. But so I'm I'm agnostic about... That I hope I'm not in like not like Tetris, but like a problem, a good game, moving a good game, whatever this is, or whatever this is, yeah. um, what whatever religion is or whatever God is, you could easily say, oh, whoever made the simulation, that's a God, that's good. But um, there the, the was stuff that we were taught. It's I'm really fascinated by religion because mm-hmm. I believe lots of it's true. Like there was a guy called Jesus. There was all the um, stories from like loads of the religions. The amount of crossover, it's like. That's not like there was a flood. Don't don't tell me there wasn't a flood. There was a flood, and some chickens got involved or whatever yeah, it was. Some that, geezer survived the flood. Yeah, I thought, and it's like with his pets. Yeah, like yeah, of course. And it's mm. just I actually like the way that those stories are perpetuated. And uh, but I, yeah, I, as I've got one um, older and increasingly uh, into sort of like yeah, computery stuff. I'm weirdly yeah, of this simulation idea. Well, it's a bit of fun, isn't it? And well, also, yeah. it doesn't matter. It's um, dispro- you can't disprove it. So I don't worry about it. I don't. I don't try and appease uh, the the creator yeah. of the simulation. Well, quick tangent. I briefly was so. You know, everyone goes through their Truman phase, Truman Show phase, <laughs> right? When that came out, that I was like, God, dear, I'm a. I bet I'm in it. I'm the main sim. But I was like, I bet the whole whole universe is in it. Whatever. Like, I bet the whole planet's in on it. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a bloke watching. I guess that's a god. But I bet no one's watching. I bet the show's getting really low ratings. <laughs> I thought, I bet it's nowhere near as good as the Jim Carrey one. But I, I say phase. That was just a very, there was like a couple of days. I that's thought, funny. oh, I bet I'm in it. But, <laughs> but the show's been cancelled. I, I thought it's not cancelled because then there were just, all the extras would not yeah. be hired anymore. I thought, it, we're, we're here. Uh, and I and I thought I went through the thought process of God eight billion extras that's a lot. I thought, yeah. No, Adam, not in this, this universe, 
extras are cheap to hire. Yeah. Because I was just you know, being tricked by they've, they've told me oh, they're, they're 100 quid a day. Yeah. In my one, they're like, sixpence or whatever. Um, <laughs> you're laughing at sixpence? Yeah. Come on, that's, that's a lot of money, some people. Um, I, yeah, oh, I'm off topic, but um, yeah, so is there a God? Yeah, why not? Why not? Uh, for the record, I was just laughing at the word sixpence. It's fun, isn't it? It hasn't been around for a while. Well, Adam, turns out there is a heaven. Oh, After all that, splendid. The That's good, isn't it? Right. The vicar was right. He wasn't listening, was he? God, what was I saying? Yeah, yeah oh, no, he's a... but he's very forgiving. I've heard. Yeah, yeah, good. And um, in this heaven, it's like a computer simulation, but your favourite one, your favourite computer game, whatever that is. Ah! Oh, what um, is it? America? <laughs> it's, no, no, it, it's called um, Rocket Knight Adventure. Okay, it's exactly like Rocket Knight Adventure, as yeah. long as that doesn't have lots of people shooting each other. Oh, it's an armadillo right. uh, from space. Yeah. And he throws boomerangs made of like light. It was on the Mega Drive. Okay. And he just killed pigs. Okay. Is that well, all right? Yeah. Yeah. If it's your heaven. So it's in heaven. You are an armadillo smashing. Oh no no no! Cut pigs. that out then. If, that, if that's where we're going through the narrative, no way. Which is normal heaven, yeah. We're normal. In heaven? Yeah, it's old okay. school. Normal heaven. Right. Cinema at screening rooms everywhere. Oh, beautiful. And um, everyone there is obsessed with films. Oh, and all they want to do. Film. 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 They, they, all they want to do is learn about your life through film. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, first thing they want to know is, what's the first film you remember seeing? Well, I kind of like, it's hard because I, I feel like I know the first film I saw was Sound of Music. Right. Repeatedly. Yes. Repeatedly. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the first, I don't think I remember the first time I saw it. Um, but it was one of the things that was just on in the house all the time from the age of maybe Three, yeah, and I'd say that is the one I sat. Yeah, I sat through multiple, like multiple times. You got brother, brother, sister, older sister, older sister, and it was definitely on her. She was like, right. "We're whacking this on. We're 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 watching this again." I'm afraid. Yeah, it's so my older sister. She'd make me watch it. We would do this game called the video game, right? Where she would say, "Right, we'll both spin around with our mm. eyes shut and choose a video." You know, yeah, the, the video shelf? Yeah. For some reason, we had a lot of videos. We didn't watch any of them. I'd shut my eyes, spin around, choose something. Yeah. And it would just be anything. Robin Hood or something like that. And every single time, she would choose Sound of Music. And I was like, what are the odds? She was cheating every right. single time. And then we'd always say, so we'd watch one first and then the other one. And she would say, well, we'll watch Sound of Music first and then we'll watch your one. And I was like, sounds fair to me. So for three hours, we'd watch Sound of Music. And I was like, great. Time for Robin Hood now. <laughs> My sister would go, no. <laughs> I was like, all right. This guy's a genius. Yeah, clever. So we'd watch, we'd watch that again. Um, and uh, so we, I watched that a lot. And I, 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 I didn't understand it. Of course mm. I didn't. I, I had no clue what it was about. It was Because I watched that a lot when I was young. Isn't, I was thinking about that. I didn't understand it, I'm sure. But, but what you get from it is surely you, you like the littlest kid in Sound of Music. And Gretel. You like the, yeah, you, um, you, you sort of latch on to... I did. That's interesting. The, Why? Because she's the same age. I guess. I remember very much enjoying her saying, good night, or whatever she said. Uh, she said, the sun has gone. Yeah, no, she didn't say good night, I don't think. So and she yeah. was the last to go to bed in that song. Exactly. Lisa went to bed first. That's weird, yeah. isn't it? So I always remember thinking, oh, I, I, I'm the youngest. Maybe I can go to bed latest. Oh, I love that. Like but, in Sound of Music. So you watched it when you were, she was five? Yeah, were, yeah, I reckon, yeah. So that's interesting because I, as a child, was never able to perceive myself to be the same age as people on the mm. screen because I thought, 
they're in sh- they're in this television. Yeah. I even though I didn't get that they were actors, I did. I didn't understand what an actor was. I thought they were all documentaries, or yeah. maybe I thought it was live. Yeah. I remember waving at the television. Come on, wave back. Um, I remember when I first saw Rowan Atkinson being Rowan Atkinson. Yeah. I was like, Mummy, what? What? What is it? And um, Mr. Bean talking. Yeah, it, it was very, very unsettling. And it was um, just like watching Sound of Music. I just I, I, I liked familiarity. I guess it was that. But yeah. also, I didn't. What else was I going to do? Like, I know. I think so the first. Just wait three hours and then watch Robin Hood. I yeah. I, I have no idea if I enjoyed it. I still get. I mean, I've, I've now as a grown up seen it loads. Right. There are many mistakes in that film. Um, there's there's manic instead of um, extras they some they have mannequins. Really. So there's a I bit where they're riding a bike. They're riding bikes. This is before they could do Do, do Re Me. Yeah. Riding bikes up the M twenty five. Up the M twenty five. Next to some sort of stream or river or something. Yeah. And uh, there's a mannequin fishing, and he's in two shots. There's another bit where. Uh, like, like there's, a, there's another bit where, also just before they sing Doremi, they're like throwing a ball around, like a brown football. Yeah. Like brown footballs? Mm-hmm. Remember brown footballs? Yeah. Throwing it around. It's like the most boring game. They're just throwing it. And then, like, Frollo says, right, sit down. They all sit down. And Friedrich, who's holding the ball, you can see that, like, he doesn't know who to throw it to. So he just throws it to a sound guy. You can tell... You can tell that the sound guy's going, just chuck it here. And he goes like that. And he just throws it to them. Um, but lo- yeah, loads of little mistakes like that. And I, w- I watch it now and I, I I think it won Best Picture. So it was yeah, a good it's a, film. It's a good film. Um, but it's... Uh, oh, it's long, isn't it? It is oh, long. It's long. It's, but lovely. Yeah, I think it, lovely. it would work as two films as well, I think. It, it's cut, because it's cut in the middle. Before, mm. before I'm, I sound like I'm obsessed with the film now. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's got literally an act, two acts, which probably had an intermission in the right. cinema just before um, they get married. But yeah, I now sitting through it. Weirdly, three-year-old me was more able to do it. Now my really? attention span's gone a bit. Yeah, bloody but, um, internet. I, t- I think that may be the first film. I certainly remember. Um, I think maybe the first film I was taken to at the cinema was maybe Jurassic Park. Nice. And my mum. So that was like the first blockbuster that I remember where everyone's talking about it. Yeah. And I remember uh, it, there was merch everywhere. There was yeah. just e- everywhere you went. Like you go to Marks and Spencers, you go to whatever, Tesco's. And I remember being tricked. I was like, I need I need Jurassic Park stuff. And I asked my mum for a Jurassic Park duvet. And my mum said, you can't have any Jurassic Park stuff. And I said, why? And she said, you can't get the duvet because it's too dark and it'll make you a naughty boy. <laughs> And it's like, because, and I kind of get what it should do. Yeah. Want me to send it to a goth? Yeah, like, I don't know. But well, isn't it if your if your parents were very religious, weren't dinosaurs? Oh, no. wasn't that the, the issue? No, no, no. They were, they were, they were on board. They were on board. <laughs> they weren't. Also, they were, they weren't very religious. But yeah. I remember, I remember thinking, um, I remember thinking Richard Attenborough in that was God. Which is weird because I didn't, sense. but I didn't understand the film. I was four. I, yeah. I just, I just knew there was these big, oh, big, big. Well, he's horses. very white in it. He's glowing. Yeah, and I'm, I bet. And he created the, the part. There's, I'd say the, uh, that's the casting. We mm. need an old, we need God. God-like guy. But um, it, that is a, 
it just so happened that my priest, that's what my priest looked like, and yeah. I thought the priest was God. Wow. So, also, I, I cannot stress enough, I wasn't that religious okay. as a kid. I wasn't like, I, th- I thought priests were cool. Yeah. I mean, they were gods, that's what I thought. Right. But I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't even, I was barely listening in church. I was just chewing on the pew in front of me for most right. of it. It's hard trying to work out the first film. Because childhood, the hazy, the hazy time, yeah. it all blows into one, doesn't it? You can't separate it by, well, I had this girlfriend at this age and then I was working here. It's always like, <laughs> I was bored for seven years. Uh, what is the film that scared you the most? Do you like I being think, scared? Yeah. I really like it. I really, really, really like it. Yeah. Um, either A Quiet Place. Right. Or No Country for Old Men. Ooh, I think A on. Quiet Place... I mean, most times a film markets itself as being scary. Mm. I'm like, all right, don't hire a string quartet and let's see how scary this is. Do you know what I mean? They just yeah. try and trick the audience with these just jump, jump scares. Yeah. And the suspense is nothing to do with the writing or the situation that the person's yeah. in. It's just, oh, there's a violin starts playing. And it's like, is that how you're telling us that someone's around the corner? Like... So what, what's what's in the script? What, and then we're told from conditioning that yeah. there's... They might as well have had someone shout, he's behind you. Like, it's... I So lots of films, I don't find those ones scary, which is why A Quiet Place is good, because... No string chords. No... I, well, this is the thing. Maybe it was very clever... Mu- good music you don't notice. I can't... I, I think it was just scary knowing that they were never really round the corner, the goblins in that. But I was just I was so scared the moment it's like the second scene. Yeah. Where it's like says, oh, 140 days later or whatever. And she just gets up, the mum gets up from the dinner table and she's pregnant. And I yeah. screamed. Is this boring for people that don't, may not have seen the film? Do you have to explain? Uh, <laughs> well, like, I'm not scared of pregnancy, listener. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah, just knowing what that what that meant. Yeah. It was, um... I just remember thinking, oh, you idiots, why have you been having sex? Yeah. Why have you been having sex? Straight away, quietly? I thought, well, they had sex quietly, didn't they? Yeah. Straight away. That's my Very first thought. Very quiet sex. Yeah, and they all live in the same room, don't and they? Res- yeah, I respect it. I, um, <laughs> I find that film never more suspense in any film maybe than when yeah, there's a, a nail sticking up yeah that's the, a really and great and that was scaring me because I knew I, I guess because normally the thing that scares you in a film is oh uh, the, the baddie's going to get the goodie yeah. you're going to get them now but this was like I'm scared she's going to scream and it's like yeah it was just, it, it's like I can't think of it, it was a weird thing to be scared of like so many you're just doing so much of the mental maths yourself yeah. you see a thing get ripped up and you you make those four leaps of logic and it's petrifying. Yeah, there's a lot of it. It's very Hitchcockian. There's is a lot it? of it. Yeah. yeah. You have the pregnancy, you know, this is trouble later. You have the nail popping up, you go, oh, fuck, this is yeah, trouble yeah, later. Yeah, they yeah. set up a load of stuff so the whole time you're anxious. Yeah. You're going, and it's not too, like, it's. It, I did not see, some of these things are really on the nose. Like you see signs and you, you find it quite odd. That, why do they keep mentioning that the Joker's good at, bar, at baseball? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I call him the Joker, by the way. <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. They keep mentioning it, and you go, yeah. oh, that's going to come back later. Yeah. Um, the fact that the girl's deaf, because um, the, the, mm. the day is saved by a hearing aid. Yeah. Hey, hearing aid technology. 
didn't see that coming a million miles off. Normally, the thing that saves the day, like in goal, in James Bond or whatever, it's always set up so obviously early. Yeah. That's, that's going to come back. Did not see any of that coming. I thought it is, it's just, yeah, it's um, such a good film. And I thought, I'm not surprised they banned pop. Didn't they try and ban popcorn in the cinema from it? Yeah, they should have if they didn't. Yeah, it's just like, it doesn't, not ban it. But I just think, don't, yeah. it's such a selfish thing. Such a self. I mean, I think that that's one of the most uncomfortable times I've been in the cinema. And the other one was um, No Country for Old Men really scared me. Why Re- so? Anton Sh- Sugar. Yeah, yeah. Just, um, I hate bad hair. <laughs> I just find... It, <laughs> Your granddad had a fridge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, similarly, you know no music in that? There's not a single bit of music in No Country for Old Men. I did not know that. Not a single bit. So it's just... Truly. Drew. Dr- Oh, I wow. think the only the only noise you hear is the wind. Mm. Really. That's the only ambient noise you hear. And that, I think it makes... Um, I forget what the protagonist is called, but he... Oh, sorry, I say protagonist, main character. That's for people that don't do film podcasts. <laughs> I say protagonist. Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. He, um, silence, I think, is scarier. Like, that's why Gravity was quite scary. Yeah. That was quite a lot of... I know there was the music in that, but, like, the feeling of, like... When he's in the uh, the hotel room, and the the guy is maybe or maybe not waiting outside the door trying to kill him. Yeah, and he just like I guess he feel a lot more vulnerable. It's it's like the dark people being scared of the well, dark. You know, it's a, I, probably an obvious thing to say, but we live in a very 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 noisy world where stuff is happening Brett all the time. Could not have put it clearer so myself. So when there is silence, it is shocking yeah. because it never happens in your day to day. Yeah, it's never quiet. What, but weirdly. Modern films, they there's always ambient sounds. There's always, there's always sound music or whatever. Uh, they didn't really put it in back in the day. Did you, in the black, in the black and white way. films, they didn't really. Yeah, you don't hear a lot of crickets. It, it was like they were just it, they would just mic up the people, mm. and I and that was it. I think, like, um, but it gives very it a very different tone. Very different tone. That is fascinating. And it's like the distance. That's genuinely fascinating. I'm going to have to look into that. Yeah, if, if, you, if you look at the way... Yeah. And also, like, there's like there's horror films. You know Whistle and I'll Come to You? Have you yes, heard of yes. that? I've seen, yeah, I've seen a version of it. So that... I mean, it's set on the beach. And, like, yeah, you, can, mm. sometimes, you can sometimes hear... as a horror film from, what, the 40s? Something like that. Maybe before. Well, there's there's different versions of it, but, yeah. And it's it, a um, guy story. And it's probably scary to us now because the idea of that much silence is alien to us but it actually was quite normal if you watch mm. yeah like Psy- Psycho oh no Baby what happens to Baby Jane for example yeah like yeah, they, they, you don't like even when they're inside you don't hear like the muted sound of cars going by and stuff like that and I think it just makes them all <laughs> creepy to us than they were meant to yeah. be intended but that is very interesting yeah also the the distance Actually, never mind. I was asking. Gonna... Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. One, but what is the film that made you cry the most? Her. Is it? Yeah. You do like a technology, don't you? You like a computer technology thing. I love into it. robots. I love robots. Yeah. It's, well, it's her mostly. <laughs> because, well, I, I love... Um, I, I think what I love is... Like, I find love a fascinating thing. Mm-hmm. Seeing as no matter how much reductionist you are in life, you're like, oh, we just made it. There's no God. We just made ourselves, all that sort of thing. That's what a lot of people, atheists now, believe or whatever. Um, you refuse to accept that love isn't divine. You, you, you refuse to accept that love is just chemicals in your brain yeah. that could therefore be replicated in a lab. You just, people go, no, 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 this is special. Me and her, we, 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 we like the same food. So it's in space. Our feelings are in space. And I love the idea that I, 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 I'm not one that thinks, therefore, love isn't the most magical thing in the world. I think the fact that you could argue a computer could feel it makes it more magical. Like the fact that we refuse to accept it's based on atoms, I think is the most is amazing. So in her, she obviously she does fall in love with the Joker. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's not for debate. She definitely does, and it's like, well, why wouldn't she be able to? She's then she sort of grows out of him, right? In the end, I she still loves him, but she, she realizes sort of there's more evolves beyond. Him. Yeah, and that. I found. Well, I, I, I mean, it wasn't just. I mean, that's just the answer as to why, why I'm obs- why I love robots. The idea right. that it could feel. I mean, if you look at a dog. Even just the idea that a dog, mm. it's got a brain. Dogs feel love for sure. For sure, they're all. And love. it's just a fact. I, I find it beautiful. I find it. I find it quite um, uh, beautiful. So when it's explored well, like in her, yeah, it's uh, and it's. I think it's an amazing love story, mainly just because you don't see her. Which I, I think is a bad choice of person, Scarlett Johansson, because she's famously beautiful. <laughs> and I think it would have been a better love story if we never knew what she looked like. Because we're always imagining, yeah, she's good looking. Like, or like we're imagining a human. Right. Like, irrespective of how good looking she was, is it's, um, she's attached to a human form in our minds. And I would have thought it would be better to have someone... A strange... Like Siri. We don't know what Siri looks like. Yeah. And I think that would have been better. But um, So if you're listening, Joker... <laughs> Think about that. Um, the reason I cried is like I was just <laughs> I cry a lot in that. I've only seen it a couple of times. I cry on multiple occasions, and sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm lonely as well, like him. And then I'm really then I'm just feel like her. <laughs> so I'm like, oh no, just like there's bits where she says stuff like I don't know if I'm feeling her feelings or I've been programmed to feel these things, and I'm like, yeah, I think we all feel like that. Sometimes you, sometimes you're like sad, and you think, "Am I sad, or am I just meant to be sad?" Yeah. Um, or like, am I just going through the script? Yeah. Am I? Yeah. Am I? 
and sometimes I'm like going, oh, it's a mate, oh, great, I'm happy. And I'm like, my, my heart rate is definitely the same, but I know I'm going to look mad if I don't look mm. happy about it. So not that that plagues me too much, but um, I think it was a really well-observed relationship, the way they had an argument once, and it was a really petty argument. And it was, but it was about something that we could never relate to. He's like saying to her, she like goes, ah, oh, fine. And he goes, why are you, why do you always exhale like that? Because I don't know, it's just an affectation. He's like, yeah, but you don't, it's not like you need oxygen. And she goes, you think I don't know that? Why would you throw that in, in my face? And I just thought, I, I, I think one of the most tense moments in any film I've ever seen mm-hmm. is when he can't get hold of her. Do you remember that? Yeah. He like can't log in. Yeah. And he just runs. He just run tries to run home. Yeah. And it's a feeling that it's, yeah. I've never seen. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen films before where people like ring their partner and they don't pick up and they worry. I've never seen panic like that. Yeah. And then she answers and she's like, "Oh no, what's wrong?" I said, "Oh no, don't worry about it." And then she she yeah, and the relief on his face, and I I felt that. It's something I think about your simulation thing. It's I used to think about a lot, this idea of are we just, like, as in there are arguments that couples have and there are breakup, there's breakup dialogue that you have had mm. and I have had that I bet is exactly the same. Like, as in <laughs> there's, there's a script that we all repeat. And in real act, life. In real life, yeah. as in the... the I'm always aware of, like like you say, do I feel this or am I programmed to feel this? Because we also, I think we genuinely say the same things in in a lot well, of situations. Yeah. And where does that come from? And, well, and is it real that you really think but like to these say, fucking words you make you me say? feel a million dollars. It's like, I don't think yeah. that. I've heard that. But these phrases, like, what the, the phrase, you're the, you mean everything to me. It, I, I've heard that before mm. it's like is that the way i would work if i'd never heard that is mm. that how i would i would choose to word the the immense feelings i'm feeling right now yeah. i think the, the problem is um it's hard to put feelings into words yeah when it's something as strong as love um or pain like actual like horrifying pain so you have to just pick from cliches and yeah. they never like like being heartbroken i've never once felt it in my heart Never <laughs> once. It's in my stomach. It's in my arms. Yeah. It's in my my thighs are heavy. I can't smile. It's my skull's heavy. My brain is full of gravy. Yeah. But the phrase is, "I'm heartbroken." So that's what you say, and it's just we have to just choose all this this script, just like pick from the script from the great big script. Yeah, similar, like because other it's just it's, <laughs> it's also like lying. It's like yeah, it's not because that's not what you feel sometimes, but it's just what we. It's the reductionist uh, uh, funnel that we can <laughs> yeah. push our feelings through. Yeah, like um, I, like whether it's a breakup, like it's um, it's just what we recognise as. Yeah, how people describe hurt and uh, betrayal and all the big sort of things. I think the script is often exactly the same. Yeah, all like, like lyrics. Like if you could listen to a house in the street, yeah. everyone's having the same conversation. Yeah, yeah, and it's they they must do, and it's that's why I like um, like the in girls, it's in girls. Yeah, yeah, they have a breakup yeah. in it. 
And it was quite a, uh, not particularly articulate, I remember there wasn't, mm. it wasn't a particularly articulate one. I thought, that's good, a couple of new phrases in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but it, 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 there was none of the cliches, but yeah. Yeah. Um, what is the film that you used to love, you've watched recently and you do not love anymore? I used to love Goldeneye. And I'm like, now yeah. it's so? What is it? It's nonsense. <laughs> and I don't know who it would have appealed to back then. <laughs> so it was, I was like, James Bond, I've heard of that. Yeah. I'm part of the conversation now. I'm a grown up. I've seen yeah. one. Yeah, I, I guess it's a good, I guess it's a good story. But um, nonsense. Like <laughs> a space laser. Like it's, it was, I think it was the beginning of the demise of the franchise. Hmm. Wasn't it? So what was before that? Well, I think it's doing it right now. But uh, oh, it's smashing it now. Yeah. But it was the beginning of the. Well, it was no. Goldeneye was the beginning of the resurgence. Like the Goldeneye. What's, really? I think you're right to bring this up because the Pierce Brosnan films, I believe, at the time were critically like, yeah, Bond is back <laughs> and it's good. And you watch it now and you go, fuck me, it's remarkably dated. Yeah, I've always like wondered, like, has anyone like just thought, oh, I was gonna. I want to pop on the world is not enough. Like in the last two years, I'm not slagging it off. It's just yeah. like it was the Bond film that came out that year. Yeah, it must have been the Bond, right, the Bond trilogy that said, "Look yeah. how well they're doing." Right? There's no invisible cars in that. We need yeah. to get rid of that. Or yeah. Maybe they didn't get rid of the invisible car. We don't know. Maybe it's still knocking around. Yeah, we can't see. We can't see it. Um, but I, I, I thought Goldeneye was great, and now yeah. I just, I just, it's a sci-fi film. It is. Yeah. It's a sci-fi film, so it's like I, I don't know. I think they're great. I think they're good films now. Yeah, it's funny because there's there's nods to in Golden. I remember like when it was released, there was a lot of talk of like the fact that M is Judy Dench and mm. that she calls him a misogynist, old dinosaur chauvinist pig or something. And it was oh. like, oh yeah, this is really modern and stuff. But when you watch it now, you go, fuck me, it's so not. Oh, I don't remember that. That's yeah, but there's like a nod to the world Great. has changed. But it Great. But it but there's still, you know, a character called Lady Christmas or something. And <laughs> she's a, uh, a lot of vagina. Oh no, that's an Austin Powers. What am I talking about? <laughs> Denise Richards is a, is a scientist called Sexy Christmas or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then he says something like, a, goes, I thought Christmas doesn't come twice a year. Yeah. Something yeah. Like he says, that. time to unwrap my present or something Yeah. Like that. I, I think that, yeah, and I just, it, but it was massive. I guess the game playing Goldeneye yeah. has like kept it in my mind. But I, um, I'd, I'd gladly watch Goldeneye again and find it fun, maybe. Yeah. What is the film? That means the most to you, not necessarily because the film itself is any good, but because the experience you had around seeing the film, for which you will always remember that film. I th- I think it's um, what women want. Go on. You remember what women want? I do. I used to have stand up about v- it. Oh, really? It's a yeah. very um, of its time. That year, mm-hmm. uh, maybe could have been done earlier as well. But um, my first ever date was to see it ever, and it was like, how old were you? I was. I just turned twelve. And, wow! Um, you got I on did, your own. On this no, there was a girl there, and um, I didn't want to go. I was scared. A um, had you been set up on this date? Oh uh, yeah, a, a girl. A girl had. Um, a girl's friends had asked me mm-hmm. to go with her, and I'd like met her at a disco and all that sort of stuff. And uh, we did no. We 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 chatted as twelve year olds do, and then we went, and I was. I didn't know what to say. Oh, but you didn't have to say anything because 
like the film, the film. was on. Yeah. And then um, we went to Burger King afterwards, and I was too scared to order a burger. Wow. I don't know why. So I got four little ice creams. They were tiny. Was she a vegetarian or something? You didn't want to. I didn't know. Do nothing. I then tried to find. I tried to get the conversation going. So I just asked her, "Do you watch Friends?" <laughs> she went, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Um, but I, I that film, it's it's an it's an odd film. It's an odd film. Yeah, I would have thought even at the time it was like. This is, also, my problem with it was, oh, you hear what people are thinking. Mm. It's like, well, that's not how people think. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Think like that. Like, I'm going to buy a box. Yeah. I've never heard that in my head. People think, oh, 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 <laughs> it's what people I don't, think. I don't know what do they think. It's just, I see a picture of a box in my head. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I remember that was like, oh, this isn't really fair. Lots of the thoughts that you're honing in on really driving this narrative, Mel. It's a really <laughs> great idea that I don't think is very well executed in that film. I love the concept, but it's quite... It doesn't... It's not good. Great answer. What is the film you most relate to? Well, related to... When I first saw it, um, for a second this is going to sound arrogant, but it's not. It's self-effacing, I think. You know the film King of Comedy? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Um, (laughs) For those who haven't seen it, that's going to sound arrogant. Yeah. But those Um, who have seen it, go, okay. Yeah. um, I... So I saw that when I was... I was like 16. Yeah. I bought it on... Uh, VHS yeah. from Cancer Research Shop. My mum used to... I'd never heard of it. My mum used to... All the money my mum would give me to like get bus home yeah. or like uh, lunch, I just would not spend it on that. And I'd just buy stuff from Cancer... Re- videos on cancer re- from Cancer nice. Research. Yeah, I mean, I was wasting away. Yeah. But, um, because there was, there was no internet. I wanted... so fit, though, from all that walking. Oh, yeah, it was great. Um, yeah. It was... Uh, I had to run. So yeah. my mum would be like, why are you late? after right. cancer. And I'm carrying videotapes. <laughs> these videos. And it was... Uh, so it was always... So, because there was no internet, my plan was, yeah. I want to be a writer, I want to be a... I want to write, I want to be a yeah. comedian man. Did you want to be a stand-up? Well, I didn't... didn't know there was no idea of really what that was. I, I wanted to be a comedian. Right. Um, but there was no uh, way of finding out what comedy was, yeah. really. Because there was no internet. Yeah. There was no entertainment. In yeah. So this would have been, what, 2003, 2004. Right. So I would just spend all my money on, like... Uh, and it was so funny that such a specific thing that was always donated, VHSs. It was, um, like, Eddie Izzard's videos. Lots of Vic yeah, and Bob. so much of that. Loads of Vic and Bob stuff. Like, Blackadder and things like that. And then this thing called King of Comedy. So I assumed it was like... I, well, yeah, I didn't mm. understand... And back, yeah, and I, and I watched it, and uh, <laughs> I don't know what order to say this, in, but it was like a wake-up call to me. So the film is about, if you've not seen it, Robert, De, Niro, Robert, Robert De Niro, yeah. played by, no, the other way around. <laughs> Rupert Pumpkin, Rupert played Pumpkin, by Robert De Niro. Played by Robert De Niro. And he... Is a wannabe comedian. He's a, yeah, in his 30s, living at home, desperate to be a comedian, to the point he's been driven insane. And that was when I realised I was insane. <laughs> I know that I was obsessed mm. with this, with trying, with the writing and like, th- there was like that manifest in actually what I was doing. Like I was, uh, I'd spend every night in my room for hours just writing stuff. Yeah. And then doing what he does, doing like, 
gigs in your room alone and pretending you're like, yeah, just you're on a chat show. Mental stuff. It's ridiculous. And and then he goes and he goes wild and kidnaps Johnny Carson or something. Yeah. Is that right? Basically. Yeah. Um, and it was the first time I'd felt spoken to really? in a thing. A thought, bit... I need to kidnap Jonathan Ross. <laughs> well, no. There's a bit where he goes to the like, NBC um, studios. Yeah. Does it come to speak to Johnny Carson? And they, they go, yeah, just wait there for a bit. And he's waits in the reception for like 10 hours. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's how you got to do it. I, I thought <laughs> that's how you do this stuff. It was a how-to. Yeah. Um, and that was, um, I related to that. I, I didn't know that anyone else got obsessed with things. Yeah. I, I just, I was, I was embarrassed to tell people. Like, I kept it a secret, all these things I would write. I would write all this stuff on these bits of paper in my room. And my parents would walk past and I would just hide it and just like move to the other side of my room. Like, I could have just said I was doing homework, but I was just like, that was, I was, yeah. they were like, what is he doing? What is he doing? It's porn, it's porn. Yeah, but then it wasn't porn. They, they knew it wasn't that. But like, yeah. they were like, what is, is he just pottering around in his room? But it was, um, it, I think it was nice to feel that hey, there's other people who do weird stuff, like have these weird obsessions. What is the sexiest film you ever saw? The art, it's not, ro- it's Road Trip, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, it, uh, sexiness, se- sexiness is, it's what I received. And I was, I was 16. Mm-hmm. Um, and there <laughs> and was the suggestion, <laughs> the suggestion that sex had happened. Yeah. You didn't see anything, but it was suggested. Mm. And it was in that odd era of cinema where plot did not matter, but it was like, is, is sex there? Very, very, very traditional format. Someone's got to drive from one bit of America to another mm. within a lot of time period. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, and it was on like every, every Thursday it was on, Sky Movies right. at eight PM or something, and I knew that if I waited until eight ten, pressed on, it'd be the kissing that fades to black. Mm. Um, I found that really they're just kissing, and I was just I, I didn't have access to pornographs, right? <laughs> so that was the uh, yeah, that must have been it. I don't know what else. It was an odd era of film, like Forty Days, Forty Nights as well. Yeah. Which well, is it, was the, it was the end of the era of comedies that have gratuitous breasts in them. Oh, was it? Yeah, and they don't do it anymore oh, because that now was, we have yeah, porn. Of course. But I think Road Trip Old School, they were like the, the end of, here's a comedy, we better put some boobs in it for no reason. Yeah. and I hate, porn doesn't exist. <laughs> I found those like films very... Uh, uh, were they comedies? Was, what was that, what yeah. were they trying to... I mean, they They're were, com- but it was They like, were all trying to be American Pie. I think, different versions of... I think American Pie was a huge success. Yeah. Old school is American Pie for uh, grown-ups. Yeah. Road Trip is kind of in the middle. College. Road Trip is just... College, Let's American Pie. Let's do our version of it, yeah. Similarly yeah. with what... That's, I think, the scary movies try to do. That, um, yeah. That was the era that I would go to the cinema a lot. Yeah. Because I had nothing else to do. Right. So I saw a lot of... A lot of... Road gunk. Trip. Oh, there's a sub-question. Huh? Sub-category. Troubling boners, worrying why don't Jack? Remember Jack? The Robin Williams film. Robin Williams film. Where he's a four-year-old he's big a, boy. He's a ten-year-old trapped in Robin Williams' body. Yeah. Ridiculous. They even try to explain the science of it at the beginning. Yeah. 
he was premature. Therefore, he's turned into Robin Williams. And that, what part of it gave you the horn? Also, do you know that was Francis Ford Coppola who directed that who? film? Really? Yeah. Wow. It's a real mad one. Anyway, the reason on. I um, why does it give you the horn? There was a um, you like children. There was some flirting that happened in it. Not Je- Jennifer Lopez was the teacher that had, I think, a thing with Robin Williams's character in it, but it wasn't her. It was the mum mm. of the cool boy. <laughs> who um, was flirting with Robin Williams. And I found it so uncomfortable to watch because I was, like, aroused. I was, like, yeah. eight watching it. You were like, he's a 10-year-old. And I was like, oh, I didn't know, not that. Oh, I was right. just next to my mum. <laughs> and I was just, like, in agony. And, like, the shame. It was just, like, I was like, this is... I'm, and I didn't even know why I felt uncomfortable because, like, it was just a, a, a woman with red lipstick yeah. and long fingernails talking with a cigarette in her mouth. And for some reason that made my body feel ridiculous. Uh. And um, I, I felt so uncomfortable to the point where if you were to show me... Th- I've, not, I've not seen it since. Right. But if you were to show me that scene again, I'd you feel... feel hot, I feel uh, like I've got a secret. A, dirt, <laughs> a dirty boy secret. Uh, nice. What is objectively the greatest film of all time? And is it Jack? Nah, it's, uh, is it There Will Be Blood? It very well could be. I think that... Let's check if I wrote It very well answer. could be, Adam. Did I write... I would accept that with, with love. I think, it, I think it might be. Yeah? There Will Be Blood. I, I, I really, really like it. Me too. I'm an oil man. I, I just like him saying that. You were an awful. It's, uh... Well, capitalism and technology just go hand in yeah, hand. Yeah, I guess they do. But he its that he has to kill to be, which I do think is true, to be a billionaire, I think you have to kill... A guy with a bowling pin. You have to kill people with bowling pins, which brings us full circle. Yeah. That's why you're never allowed to hold them. hold them. No, it's I th- the perfect weapon, a bowling pin. Yeah. The way you hold it, like a chicken drumstick. Whack! Yeah. You have to kill your emotions, because to be a billionaire... Yeah, you sort of do have to step on people. I don't think it's sort of possible to do it totally clean. Okay, yeah. And his relationship with his brother, his fake brother, I have, feels emotions, and he's so angry to have felt emotions and to have been tricked that I think that's the last vestige of yeah. his feelings. And there's a lie, you know, when he says to the town, you know, bread, you should all have bread. It's it's not right. And there's like, I think that's kind of false empathy. He's like a company that goes, we're sending you emails going, hello, we're your friend, what's happening? Yeah, this is my son. Yeah. What is his name? Um, D- oh, DW. So hello. Yeah. Wait, yeah. PJ and Duncan. <laughs> yeah. And this is my son, Francis Jr. Say hello, Francis Jr. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, he's effectively saying we're a family company. Mm. It's, um, but they really, very cleverly at the beginning of the film, show you him breaking his leg yeah. for all himself. So you, so you know that he's, he was a hard-working guy. Yeah. So you do, like, you empathise with him. You feel like you're not, because there's a value in... But you're in, seeing his obsession, like, how far he'll go to, to you know, he crawls across the desert with yeah. a broken leg. But in, to, in, in, hard work is, is considered a virtue. I guess yeah. the, the American dream thing, which is obviously a theme in it, that, that's what, work is virtuous mm. in that model. And so they're just showing he's... Is he a good guy or a bad? Because he wasn't, he wasn't just gifted these yeah. oil wells. He worked hard for them. And I think it's such a good film. However, I must say, I don't know why they set oil on fire. You know, when it comes out of the yeah, ground? 
I'm, you're wasting it. I'm sure there's a reason. Write in if you know. But it's, I don't think um, it's meant to go on fire. I think that's a bad thing. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. I think they're rushing to flip it out. I th- I thought it was because it that one went on too much. I thought they just do it on purpose a little bit. No, um, I think it's really bad that it's on fire. It's like yeah, we're that losing makes it. a lot of sense, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it does make a lot of sense. Because that's what injures the the kid, PJ and Duncan. Yeah. Uh, no, no, it isn't. No, it isn't. What, it, what the it? oil pops out of the ground, yeah. and that's what injures him. Yeah. The bang of it just flying out of the ground, and then later. I think a few sec- a few minutes later it gets set on fire. Right, I think. okay. God, but it's a fucking good film. It is so good. And the end... Yeah. He... And it's about religion and the religious uh, scam as well. The game of what Paul Dano is playing. And yeah. They're, they're the two competing things of commerce and religion and spirituality, but how it arguably is well, both... Yeah, the idea... You know, is that... Paul Dano a fake... Basically, yeah, they're both they're both trying to sell yeah, a sell. lie, or no, they're something yeah. that maybe they don't believe in themselves, other than self-preservation and like, because he even like Paul Dano is like he's trying to get money off mm. the oil man, and like oil man is using him for the land and all that sort of stuff, and they're um both promising each other stuff. Yeah, I, I'll promise you, they're both promising each other, I guess, salvation or just yeah. we've got, we're going to have things better. Yeah, and. When they fight, oh, it's horrible! It's horrible. Mm. And like when he's like trying to get redemption from him and all, all that sort of stuff, slapping him around in the church. He's like, I have abandoned my son. Yeah. I love it. Not enough. I'm not good enough to work out why it's good. I just enjoy watching. I could watch it a couple of times. Five stars from me for yeah. that answer. Well done. Oh, thank you. What is the film? that you could or have watched the most over and over again, other than Sound of Music, or is it Sound well, of I Music? Well, I think it must be, and people are lying if they tell you otherwise, Christmas films. Because So Home Alone, obviously, I've seen... It didn't naturally come to my head as the answer, because I don't choose to watch it. It would be like, oh, Edward Scissorhands, I've seen that loads. Yeah. You don't tire, I think, of Muppet Christmas Carol, Home Alone, because it's on... So it would be one of those two, I think. Right. Because... I guess you're not watching it for the film. You're watching it because uh, I'm with my family. Mm. You, you don't really watch Muppet Christmas Carol alone, do you? I mean, I, Maybe I, I do. Maybe I'm not sure I have, but <laughs> yeah. um, it's just something. It reminds you, I think, of being Christmas. Yeah, yeah. it's a feeling. You're recreating a feeling, and it's one of the few things that you can do that yeah. genuinely works. It's like, we can do this again. We can keep doing this. Because you're not, you're not watching it for the reveal, whether the film yeah. is, oh, it turns out they're all Muppets the whole time. <laughs> it's, uh, you're watching it for other reasons, I think. And it's that's why there's very few, they don't bother. <laughs> Christmas films aren't necessarily the Oscar winners, other than Catch Me If You Can, which try to do both. Cheeky. It was a Christmas film, wasn't it? I suppose it is. Every scene is set on Christmas Day for some reason. Huh. And it's just like, wait, stop it, Stephen. But it's... Was it Stephen? Yeah. It was Stephen. Um, Your mate Stephen. Stephen. Yeah, it basically, for the listener, our friend Stephen was an extra in it. <laughs> Best extra in the town. I. It would be... Yeah, I'm alone based on no fondness for the film other than... I say nostalgia, but just the repeated feeling yeah. of, oh, I'm at, I'm at my parents' house. This is nice. What's the f- worst film you've ever seen? Slap her, she's French. Have you heard of it? I have heard of it. Yeah, it was the, but it was a monumental because it was the first time I ever thought that this that was bad, and I'd never. 
engaged with myself. <laughs> what is it? I've not seen it, but I remember it existing. <laughs> a girl comes to... It's a teen comedy, American yeah, teen comedy. A girl comes to a high school and she's saying, like, oh, I'm French. Everyone, like, all the, boy, like, the boys mm. fancy her. And, it's uh, an outrageous title. Yeah, but you know <laughs> that that is going to be, like, mm. one of the lines in the film. Yeah. And, oh, it, a girl comes to the school. She's French and everyone loves her. And she causes a bit of chaos. Turns out she's actually... Jen, Jen Johnson, undercover reporter. Oh, great. <laughs> or something like that. Okay. And um, it was, and I had to check, when, when I knew that would be one of the questions, yeah. I had to check on IMDb that it is a bad film, because yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> I, but it was, oh, I was yeah. 15, it was the first time I thought, that's bad. And I was like, but why would it be bad if it's on yeah. the cinema? Why? How did this happen? I, yeah, it was, a, it was a weird moment. I'm normally, I just didn't understand that a thing that was officially... Yeah. A movie could be just bad, and I remember thinking, not just not to my taste. That was that was rushed. <laughs> it was it was rushed. It wasn't made with love, was it? <laughs> I don't think it can be with that title. What is the film that made you laugh the most? Not necessarily the funniest. What that made you laugh the most? Think Team America. It has to be. Do yeah. people say that a lot? It's come up, but that's okay. It's it, funny. it would have to be Team America. It's just every sentence is. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe not every sentence. That sounds an exaggeration, but maybe not an exaggeration to say every other line yeah. is intended to make you chuckle or yeah. something. And even when they're not saying stuff, they're puppets. Yeah. They're moving so funnily. Yeah. It's within within the first two minutes of the film. There's like a kung fu scene, and you you're you're a mess when you're watching that. Yeah, and you like it. I love it. It's fucking funny. I can't get over it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm still recovering from it. Yeah, even the fact that it was... It's still obviously relevant today. Yeah. About... Yeah, it, everything from the fact they just say the word terrorists. Like, terrorists have... Ha- I've just walked into France with some weapons of mass destruction. We need to stop the terrorists now. And it's like... Yeah. It's, it's very, very uh, entertaining. Yeah. And makes you think. At the best, you've been... Genuinely fascinating, insightful, interesting, funny. Thank you. However, when you uh, recently crashed your car, put your arms out like a diver, like the wrestler, let's call it what it is. Absolutely, yeah. Went straight through the windscreen, didn't take off your skin, but took took off all your clothes perfectly. (laughs) Even the shoe that was on your perfect right foot. Absolutely. You were like a javelin. Rigor mortis, weirdly setting instantly. It's partly because of the cold outside. You went straight through the roads, crossed the M25, M25 into yeah. a golf course and landed in a bunker at a 45 degree angle, 45. head first, just your torso and legs sticking out. Absolutely. Not golf season. No one notices. Not even CCTV not was triggered. <laughs> While you're there, it's winter. You freeze like a popsicle. A couple of months later, you start to thaw out. Oh, my God. Hawks come. Hawk time. And they peck your skin off. They flail you. Oh no! And then someone is flail. They flail me. Yeah, they, they flail. They you. flail me. Yeah. But Do they flay me at any point? T- no, no flay- flaying, but full flailing, 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 right. flailing. Really nasty. Anyway, I get a call from the security guard at the golf course, and I go, "What's this about?" And he goes, "Listen, you need to come and help. Adam has uh, died and frozen like a javelin in the thing. He's been pecked, oh, pecked apart." I go, "Fuck it up." So I go over. 
It's a fucking mess. Oh, no. Part of what's happened is because your bones have fallen off because they've taken off the tendons and stuff, bits of you have fallen in the sand. I'm having to pull out the top half. The top half of you perfectly preserved, but the bottom half, absolute, oh, absolute bother. mess. Yeah, it's a real bother. It's also, no disrespect to you, but there's hawk shit everywhere. Oh, All over brown or white? Cup. What do we think? It's I bet it's big turds. I bet it's turds. Yeah, it's big solid. Big bear turds. Yeah, yeah. And bits of it's frozen, there's stuff from the, the sand from the things, a couple of golf balls in your knee sockets now. Oh, anyway, I collect all of you that I can. Right. But it's a lot more of you than I was expecting. I got a, I'm a big guy. the exact size of you. I'm nine foot, listen. But with all this shit, so I stuff you in the coffin, it's absolutely round in there. Oh, there's dear. only room to slip into the side one DVD. To oh. take with you to the other side. And on the other side, it's movie night Ooh. every night. What film are you taking to show everyone on movie night when it's your movie night? Snowpiercer. Great. Yeah. What a treat. Yeah. What a treat. No one's taken it. It'll be great. Because no one's ever taken it. No one's, no taken one's it. heard of it. They're in for I a think. treat. They're in for a... Fu- Everyone's now talking about Parasite. They're going, what else are you done? Yeah, you go, here you yeah, go. Yeah. You want to you wanna impress people in heaven. They're going to be like, this guy knows. I've never even heard of this. Oh, is that Team America? Captain America on yeah. a train? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's... Great. Fun, it's a fun film. Uh, Adam Hez, is there anything you'd like to tell people to look out for, listen to, or watch? I'm doing a run at the Soho Theatre for a couple of weeks Ooh. soon um, in April. I'm on a national tour um, <gasps> where it's basically word for word this podcast. I just say all that again. <laughs> uh, no, I do. Uh, you play both parts. Though. My recent stand up show. Uh, Critically acclaimed. Let's call it what it is. Let's call it what it is. It's fine. It's a bit of fun. So yeah, um, there's on it, my Instagram. There's links to that. But yeah, no, uh, just uh, watch um, watch Life of Brian. That's what you should look out for. Yeah, Lo- it's really lovely uh, independent film. Really, really good. Um, Adam Hess, thank you so much. What a joy. Happy birthday to you. Thanks for a lot, man. And have Cheers. a lovely Thanks time. On this has been great. Side. I've loved it. I've loved it. Good night. That was episode 83. Get your tickets for the live show February 26th from the Dice app at the Islington Town Hall with Tom Allen. Head over to the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein for the extra 15 minutes and a secret from Adam Hess. Go to iTunes, give us a five-star rating and write about the film that means the most to you and why it means the most to you. Everyone's been doing it. Stories are beautiful. Have a look. Plus, it helps numbers, means more people see it. I can keep making it more and can keep drinking craft beer. We can be happy forever until we all die. Thank you so much to Adam for doing the show. Thank you to Scribius Pip and the Distraction Pieces Network. Thanks to Buddy Peace for producing it, to Acast for hosting it, to Adam Richardson for the graphics and Lisa Lydon for the artwork. Soon, I mean, people have asked. I know it's now February and it might not even happen for another more few weeks. But if you're still interested, I will record my films of last year with Nish Kumar at some point and put that out as an episode. Uh, But next week... My incredible guest is a surprise. I haven't decided who'll be on next week, as in I've recorded them, but they're all so good, I don't know who to put first. Anyway, I'll work it out, and you'll be delighted when you see it. So that's it. So that's it for now. In the meantime, have a lovely week, and please, be excellent to each other.
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Maureen, your Canva presentation looks brilliant. Thanks, Brett. That's because I used AI-powered Canva presentations. I just described what I wanted and Canva presentations generated the perfect slides. You can even make a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. Check this out. Recording. 101 Reasons Why Beaches is the Saddest Film Ever Made by your neighbour Maureen. Is it easy to use? If you can use a computer, you can nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Oh, thanks, my neighbor, Maureen. Yeah, thank you.